Hey everybody, up here in Canada, it's moose season. So you know what that means, everyone's out moose hunting. Guess what, podcasters, we are still at it. You're going to listen to this after the hunt's over, but we're back. And this week, we're not going to talk about hunters, but we're going to talk about shepherds. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Guess who's gone moose hunting? <sighs> oh, we sure hope you're having where's, a good where's time. Where's the crickets? Where's the crickets? We sure hope you're having a good so time. So, Randy, um, <laughs> producer Randy. Uh, There's no crickets because he's here. <clears throat> oh, yeah. yeah, because we're working double shift That's over right. to overtime. No, 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 That's right. It was, listen, it was a nice cool morning. Just shut morning. his mic off. It'd have the same effect. <laughs> As you're listening to this episode right now... <laughs> It's Friday of Moose Hunt Week here in Canada, yes. and producer Randy is out sweating it right now. Yeah, no, I come in for the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it. right now, there's no moose hair that's even been seen. No, no, he's burning rubber and gas. And uh, no. What are you going to What are you going to predict? Scenes how. You literally have the mic the uh, the, the day that you're not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to predict a small six-pointer Wednesday morning. So that's Predicting. the second so I'll day. Be back. Second Wednesday day morning. I'll be Wednesday. back. Okay, but last night at Bible study, Derek said Wednesday was not a shoot day. Yeah. Uh, not this Derek, the Derek you're hunting with. Yeah, we, uh, we'll just disagree on that. I'm going okay. to six-pointer. Yeah. So if Wednesday it has morning. six, you're, you're, you're down on it. Hmm? You're going to shoot it? I'm pretty sure if it's hair. Oh, really? You like yeah. from day one? Like yeah. First sight? Well, the boss, right? Who's the boss? Vanessa. Oh, that says oh, everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this, rack's, this rack's not going in your living room anyway. This, this correct. So it's, okay. it's one of those. She says, shoot, yes. pull the trigger. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. poor Vanessa. Okay, so is she going to shoot? Yes, for sure. Definitely. So what are, what are you there for? That's a good point. <laughs> Moral support. He's there. Moral he's support. there to cook the meals. Evidently, hey, I need somebody to help. Tuck oh it out. my word! I can't wait till you get back. Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of photos. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard. Uh, if you guys have ever heard this, but let me uh, let me play something <laughs> for you. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. <laughs> That's a good moose calling right there, boys. <laughs> Can you believe what people do, man? <laughs> I have some pictures of that night and myself. Wait, who is that? This is producer Randy. Who is that? Pointing some trumpet into the woods <laughs> and spinning around in circles. <laughs> oh, man. It's not acting the goat either. No. <laughs> oh, no. My. So if we get enough feedback on this, we'll post the video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of that video there? It, yeah. It looks, it looks yeah. better than it even God, sounds. I'm, like, listen, I'll play yeah. this. Oh, 
Now, if you're listening... <laughs> if you're listening in your car... Don't roll the windows down because moose will literally <laughs> attack you. <laughs> well, they did that night. Oh, man. Oh. In defense. In defense of the producer. Mm-hmm. He was basically calling into a windstorm. Yeah, we were uh, yeah. We were not having fun that night. Yeah. And what's supposed to happen is the moose will literally answer you, right? And then yes. You literally call them in. And you've had that happen? Oh, yes. Wow. Do you know what? Reach out, I'll show you some footage of that. Wow. Craziness. Craziness. Well, I mean, we're not here to Well, talk we hope that uh, Producer Randy's having a good Friday today. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully all these See guys. how much nicer I am to him than he is to me <laughs> when I miss? What do you mean? Uh, what, exactly what I mean. <laughs> Listen, we were nice. We were oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were nice. Yeah. Gone fishing. I'm still here. It's a great promo for the episode. Go back and listen. Yeah, it's actually called Church Fails. We were going to title it Gone Fishing, but we thought ah, make it something about church, so we call it. That's really Gone Fishing. Us being nice again and spiritual. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spiritual. Yeah. As well. It is spiritual. spiritual. There's a lot of prep that went into that. Um, yes. All right. So we're not here to waste your time. Let's get into it. A uh, five-star review in Apple Podcast says this: I appreciate the consistent depth of Kingdom Speak. From Laporte, Texas, my wife and I are currently trying to catch up on the past episodes, and we recommend it on our Instagram and by word of mouth. This podcast has blessed our life. We love and appreciate the consistent depth in which Kingdom Speak goes into and the wisdom and knowledge that pours out into our lives. Thank you to the three of you. Lord, bless y'all and your families in every area of your lives. In Jesus' name, and that's from Brother I'll take it. James via Apple Podcasts USA, and we will say amen to you, Brother James. So, that's that. We're back for another episode. Yes. And, uh, man, I really enjoyed the last episode. We're talking about the pace of the anointing. That was good. Yes. Good stuff. Yes. I've got Practical. some feedback from that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're going to talk about shepherds today? We're going to talk about shepherds. All right. <clears throat> I've never literally seen a shepherd in action. Like, you know, in Israel and the places that they still do that. Really? Kind of, I've never seen it. Really? Must be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Especially there because green grass is something that's hard sought after. Mm-hmm. So when you go to through the... Judean hillside. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for there to be what appears to be one flock of sheep, okay, and three or four shepherds. But when they give their little command, that's cool. Their flock separates from the rest. Yeah, it's pretty neat to see hmm. that in action. Very interesting. We were. Uh, talking before the show about writing bios mm-hmm. and the awkwardness of has anybody in in our audience had to do that mm-hmm. where they ask you to write a bio of yourself and it's like man that's weird um well you're, you're, you're writing in the third person about you yeah 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 
somewhere coming across between completely arrogant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or else, this guy's a doofus, and why am I asking him <laughs> to do whatever I'm getting him to write the bio about? <laughs> somewhere you're trying to straddle the fence yeah. of normalcy. So um, the same can be said about discussing this topic of, of shepherd, mm-hmm. shepherding or pastoring mm-hmm. when you're a pastor. But there are times when it is easier mm-hmm. to have this discussion about when you're in someone else's church or um, rather than the pastor having to talk about it himself. So hopefully we can um, mm-hmm. have a little conversation today that helps a lot of shepherds and sheep understand the mm-hmm. role and relationship between the two of them. Um, I think we could start by underscoring the fact that that preaching was God's God's preferred method right. of of saving them that believe. Right. Okay. So it's not preachers; it's preaching hmm. that saves those that believe. So that's that's an important caveat, and right. it's critical that preachers keep that in the forefront of their mind. Mm-hmm. We do not have the ability to save anybody, but what we do... Yeah, that's a good point. ...plays a key role mm-hmm. in the salvation of people. And as sure as you get talking about these kind of things, there's somebody in the audience that's going, yeah, but you don't know. <laughs> have you heard about... Yeah. yeah. Yes, so, we have heard about it. We have. Yeah, that, that's, that's filtered its way up across uh, the border a bit. Yeah, and, we, we yeah. get that stuff. We get it. So we understand that there's a difference between good shepherds and bad shepherds. And mm-hmm. we've actually been asked to um, discuss that at some point. And whenever we get up the nerve, we will. Oh, man. But for today, we're here to talk about the value of good shepherds Mm -hmm. so the fact that we are emphasizing good shepherds lets you know that we automatically Mm -hmm. are concluding that not all shepherds are good in fact we're going to be reading about some that weren't so good Mm -hmm. okay but the the fact that there are quote unquote bad shepherds doesn't mean you don't need to respect good ones that's right right so let's have this discussion as a pastor. You, you are saints mm-hmm. um, in the church. I'm privileged to pastor. Mm-hmm. And so let's just unpack this and talk about it, and, and you guys can jump in and offer mm-hmm. uh, your perspective at, at random throughout this. We've been uh, kind of on a deal here the last month or so, dumpster diving into the book of Zechariah. That's right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, to yeah. the point that whenever all, I get up... Of all places, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. And so Zechariah, uh, God speaks to him in sundry ways um, through a number of symbolisms, right? So mm-hmm. he... Um, I mean, it's everything from baskets and women in baskets to uh, candle candelabras flanked by trees with pipes of oil mm-hmm. coming into bowls you know and so when you're looking at Zechariah you can you can have the precursory uh, 
view of what's going on and think it's just about trees and 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 bowls and oil and baskets and women and flying scrolls and and the such like sure or you can look a little deeper into what is going and on and realize that packed in the symbolism mm-hmm. is some valid truths that are not just um, eschatological in nature mm-hmm. but are applicable yeah, to, to it's our relatable lives. to us. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, such is Zechariah the eleventh chapter, mm-hmm. and I want you to just start kind of reading down through this, and I'll jump in and interrupt um, to kind of add some commentary. Okay, uh, we're in the NIV. If you're reading along with us, Zechariah chapter eleven, verse four. This is what the Lord my God says: Pasture the flock marked for slaughter. Their buyers. Okay, the first, the first thing I want you to notice there is he's not, number one, saying pastor as in P-A-S-T-O-R. He's saying pasture or feed. Mm-hmm. Minister to the needs of the flock. What flock, I may ask? Mm-hmm. And he said it's the flock that is marked for slaughter. Yeah. Okay, so... These particular sheep are not destined for a pasture to graze and feed. They are destined for market, if you will. Yep, that makes sense. There's redemptive undertones here um, that they were maybe set aside. That that wasn't that was Mm -hmm. part of the process for shepherds to set aside particular sheep for slaughter, um, for for the temple, for redemptive purposes. So, but these particular, this particular, at this juncture in Israel's history, Mm -hmm. we have Israel in captivity or returning from Babylonian captivity. Okay. They've brought, when you read the preceding chapters, they have brought a lot of Babylonish uh, ideologies, philosophies with Mm -hmm. them. That is what the whole um, basket of wickedness really is all about right? Uh, in, in earlier chapters. Yep. So here God is calling the prophet mm-hmm. Zechariah to step in and pastor or feed the flock that is marked for slaughter mm-hmm. because their buyers, in verse 5, slaughter them and go unpunished. All right. Those who sell them say, praise the Lord, I'm rich. So their, their response <laughs> to getting rid of the sheep is, well, praise God, PTO. Mm-hmm. I am rich. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Their own shepherds do not spare them. Okay? So they don't seem to be good shepherds. This is not particularly <laughs> a good shepherd. <laughs> like the fox guarding the hen house, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've marked them for slaughter. I've checked out the market conditions. This is the return I can get on my investment. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Ooh. It's going to be great. Money. Mm-hmm. God's looking at that flock through a different perspective, saying, oh, if I could give them a good shepherd yep. mm-hmm. that yeah. would care for them, mm-hmm. a shepherd that would feed them rather than feed off of them. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Not all shepherds are created equal. Mm-hmm. So he says, Zechariah, you're the man that can step in 
to this situation and you can pasture this flock that is marked mm-hmm. for slaughter. Mm-hmm. Okay? Verse 7. So I pastured the flock marked for slaughter. So God asked me to. Yep. And I did it. Yep. I pastured them. Particularly the oppressed of the flock. I went first to deal with the oppressed in the flock. They were the ones that needed shepherding first. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then? Then I took two staffs. So he starts unpacking how he how he began to pastor them. And called one favor. I called one of them favor. And the other union. And I called the other union. And I pastured the flock. And with these two staves, mm-hmm. I pastored the flock. Okay? The two staves that are used are called favor and union. In the King James Version, they're called beauty and bands. Hmm. So the King James is equating favor to beauty or graciousness. Mm -hmm. So one of the staffs that I use to shepherd the flock is a gracious, favorable, beautiful approach. Hmm. The other is union or bands or unity and can be interpreted, ready, for destruction. Hmm. So in other words, I have two extremes and I have two tools that I can use as a shepherd leading this flock that I'm trying to turn from a destination of slaughter gotcha. back towards the green pastures and still waters mm-hmm. that every good shepherd wants to lead his flock. Mm-hmm. Okay? But for me to get you off the track that is bent for the slaughterhouse and bent for destruction, I must utilize two weapons. One is union and one is favor. One is bands keeping the unity of the flock and the other is graciousness Hmm. one of the staffs this is even referred to um, in the noted psalms the 23rd chapter that thy rod and thy staff they Hmm. comfort me it was not uncommon for shepherds to have a rod and a staff they were used for different purposes Hmm. so the one likely being used um, favor, being used to gently nudge the sheep when they are wandering astray to keep them yeah. from, from, from entering into the nether regions of danger. Mm-hmm. The other being what is used when danger comes to the flock. So one is used to keep the, flock, the, the sheep from wandering from the flock into danger, mm-hmm. and the other is used when danger approaches the flock. Hmm. So the wolf, the the defense, basically. Right. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So it is fundamental that a good shepherd knows how mm-hmm. and when to use either favor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or unity. What you you've got you don't need to be confused about what you're using. And it's not a one size fits all. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Interesting. So we could we could we we could talk a, a lot about this, but pastors, we don't need to struggle with this. When you're facing an adversary, you don't need to meet an adversary with favor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Hey, I'm Pastor McKellop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Zachariah has mastered this. Mm-hmm. Okay, Zachariah. Zachariah knows what it takes to get a flock that is bent for the slaughterhouse redirected mm. to where they're being fed, mm-hmm. and that's the heartbeat of God. I want to give you a shepherd after my own heart which is someone that knows how to feed the flock, okay? In the first month, uh, this is, this is an, an interesting deal, and we'll come back to this um, in, 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 in a few moments. But in the first month, he got rid of the three shepherds, mm-hmm. okay, that had been lording over them, and we're the ones that were going to high-five each other and go, praise the Lord. This was a good sale. Rich. Okay? Yeah. Zachariah said, out. Within a month. That's a pretty good turnaround. Pretty quick, yeah. Pretty good turnaround. Mm-hmm. Okay? So <clears throat> here's a few things that I want to uh, underscore. And these, these, although we should know them, we, we must not just assume that everybody knows it. Okay. When a sheep is leading out front, the whole flock is in trouble. Mm. There's a reason you have a shepherd. Okay? Seems logical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The story was, was um, told about a shepherd that they were, they were moving sheep onto a onto a vessel to get them to market. Mm -hmm. And he'd always heard that sheep are pretty simple. And they'll they'll just wander off and follow the leader and 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 step into danger. And once one one doesn't doesn't take, you know, how they talk about the hundred monkey syndrome. Yeah. Doesn't take a hundred sheep to get them all to do it. Mm -hmm. So he he took and stopped the sheep that were coming up the gangplank to get on the on the vessel. And he put just a low, small obstacle there. Mm-hmm. And so the next sheep came up, whoop, stopped on the gangplank. So he went over to the sheep and went, No, no, you can you can easily step over this. And so whoop, and they hop over the obstacle with with no danger. Mm-hmm. And when the sheep that was behind <clears throat> excuse me, the sheep that just Cleared the obstacle. What do you suppose he did? Jumped over. He jumped over it. Yeah. And the guy behind him jumped over it. The guy behind him jumped over it. So he said, well, that's interesting. So he reaches up in between two of the sheep, pulls the obstacle out of the way. Mm-hmm. And the sheep continue to hop where the obstacle was. Where the obstacle was. <laughs> because the guy in front of me jumped, so I'm going to jump too. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're following a sheep, you'll end up mimicking what that sheep does 
that may not be a necessary hmm. action. It may be one that takes you towards the slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. towards destruction, but it also may be just something that's 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 completely unnecessary. That's not there no more. Mm-hmm. Why are you hopping? Well, because the guy before me was hopping. And so that is where you need a shepherd mm-hmm. who can go, <clears throat> excuse me, who can go, hey, the threat's gone. Mm-hmm. We can move now. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to having a Holy Ghost church and being spirit-led, these are critical, critical mm-hmm. revelations to have. Mm-hmm. And this is where we want to get to underscoring the role of your pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay? You need to watch the countenance of your pastor. Mm-hmm. You need to watch what your pastor's doing mm-hmm. in a church service because he's the man that God has given the directives to. Mm-hmm. There, there are cues that our church has, for example. Uh, if I look at the the media team who controls the lighting and say, hey, I want to, I want to dim the lights down right now. I want to, I want to protect this atmosphere. And I want someone looking at me Mm -hmm. as the shepherd. I sense the flock wandering. Mm -hmm. And so I want to preserve the unity of that moment. So I'm going to go, Hey, just, 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 let's just, let's just protect this. Mm -hmm. If you want to converse, if you want to talk, step out into the lobby. We've got a beautiful area for you to communicate there. But those of us that are in here, we want to protect this. Mm -hmm. That's where leadership counts. These seem like simple little things that you would never chalk up to the need of a shepherd or the role of a shepherd. But even as something as simple as that, you need to keep your eye on your shepherd. Mm -hmm. Okay? So... The problem is there are way the 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 visibility of ministry in general has become way too easy. It's it's way too easy for sheep to see way too many shepherds. All right. The networking day that we're in, the digital age that we're in mm-hmm. makes it way too easy to observe how other shepherds are leading their flock and how other ministries are communicating with their flock. Mm-hmm. And then you you get confused because you're picking up mixed signals mm-hmm. when the reality is, is there's only one signal you need to be listening to. Mm-hmm. And that is the voice of your pastor. <clears throat> we have frequently had this discussion about kingdom speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. I am not your pastor unless you go to FWC, Mm -hmm. 123 Main Street in Plasterock. I'm not your pastor. And I never need to be elevated to the position that your pastor is. Mm -hmm. So if I am speaking about something that goes contradictory to the shepherd of your soul, you are to listen to him. At best, I am a teacher. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you have a pastor. You know, I was just thinking about this as you were talking. 
I don't know if you've ever, you've ever been, and I know you have, but I'm talking to the audience right now. I don't know if you've ever been in a big crowd before. But crowds can almost be freaky when you're, say you're standing at a concert or you know a Broadway show or something big like that, and then all of a sudden you sense everybody is moving you know, and you don't know why. And it's like, where's where are we going right now? What's what's going on? Right. But it's that sheep, the flock mentality, tendency, right? Where right. oh well, they're moving, so I must I must needs to get moving as well. And you find yourself walking. Well, where are we going? I don't know. Everybody around me just started moving. Right. 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 Because there's and if there's nobody there to, you know, in an elevated position, right? Practically, absolutely. If there's just, nobody there to grab the mic at that moment and say, <laughs> hey. The show is not over, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, and that's how trampling takes place. Yeah, in, you get hurt right? in all that in kind of major stuff. crowded venues like that. So you're crazy not to think that can happen uh, in a spiritual sense, where we, you we are. you amongst other sheep, right? And and again, I think I think this is what Paul is dealing with mm-hmm. when he's talking in Corinthians. Now, he is fixing to do some pastoring. The, the, the two letters in Corinthians are disciplinary in nature. Mm-hmm. He is addressing a church that, from his opinion, has not um, responded correctly mm-hmm. to the fornication that was going on amongst them, mm-hmm. even such as had not even ever been named amongst the heathens. And he said, I've got, I've got to correct this, mm-hmm. okay? I'm going all pastor on you. And it's in that setting that he says, I've got a warning for you, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 4, let's go verse 15. For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, ye have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel, Wherefore, I be so in other words, I'm in a unique position in your life. That's right. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is the crowded field. Not only is the field, to use your analogy, crowded with, with mm. sheep, mm-hmm. the field is crowded with instructors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So somewhere, as a sheep, you have to train your voice to your pastor, my sheep, know my voice. Mm-hmm. And another, they will not follow. I can tell you from the role of pastoring mm-hmm. that when sheep begin bringing to supportive arguments for behaviors that they that they may they may have that they they need to change or a position that they want to present and they begin bringing other voices to the table, that is an awkward spot for the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Paul is saying here, listen, there's a unique spot that I have in your life. Yeah, right. You're one of my sons in the gospel. Gospel. Mm-hmm. You don't have many fathers. That's right. You have 10,000 instructors. But you have 10,000 mm-hmm. instructors. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we can interpret that scripture to be, well, it's, it's, it's okay as long as I only have one father. No, I think he's throwing out a, a caution yeah. here mm-hmm. that 10,000 instructors is not good. Mm-hmm. That's too many instructors. That's right. 
not only do you need one father, you need to you need to you need to move the goalposts in and shrink the field of instructors that you have speaking into your life. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So and he wrote this before the age of the internet. Yes. <laughs> and this is why this is mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to have this discussion even on this platform. Mm-hmm. That the ranking of this podcast, we want it to be the best it can be when ranked against other podcasts. Mm-hmm. But when it is thrown into the sphere of the father, your spiritual father, mm-hmm. we're not even on the board. Do you understand that? Yeah. We're not even in the yeah. game. Yeah, don't bring us to your meeting with your pastor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just don't drag us in the room. That's right, you're not taking a poll. No, yeah, yeah right. right. I don't, don't want to go right. to your meeting. Right, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah so he's correcting these people as their pastor mm-hmm. saying this church is going off off the rails they need to be dealing with this issue of immorality and they're not and i really don't care what your ten thousand instructors are saying this is what i would do if i was there mm-hmm. now when you're in need of discipline you don't need a teacher you need a pastor mm-hmm you don't need to be disciplined by an instructor. Mm-hmm. You need a father. And so the, the day and age that we're in is overrun with teachers. Mm-hmm. And Paul says there in verse 16, what's he say? I beseech you. Be ye followers of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in other words, unfollow everybody else. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to this issue, I'm right. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Mm-hmm. Don't compare me to churches in the north, the south, the east, or the west. I am your pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay? Boy, this could be sound clipped. <sighs> I would think that right now, right about now, we should be getting lots of promo from pastors. Yeah. 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 Pastor just said to unfollow me. He didn't mean unfollow Kingdom Speak. I just wanted to be No, clear. no, we're we're no, no, we're, no, we're no, one no. of the ten thousand. We're loud. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. We're loud. We just want to be the loudest <clears throat> in that ten thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wanna I wanna if if we haven't been controversial enough, mm-hmm. let's step right out into something that we all agree on, and that is the topic of marriage and divorce. Oh, easy. Okay. You're going to be disappointed if you think we're going to talk about marriage and divorce, but Mm -hmm. I want you to read 1 Corinthians, the seventh chapter and verse five, because this highlights the difference between a pastor Mm -hmm. and a teacher. All right. Okay. 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency, but I... Okay, so if you don't know what he's talking about there, go study and find out what that means, or go ask your pastor. Yeah. Okay? The point is, we're getting to what I want to bring up. Verse 6. But I speak this by permission. Whoa. But I speak this Mm, by by permission. permission. And not of commandment. And not of commandment. Okay, pastors, I'm gonna, I want to articulate this slowly, clearly, 
and, and balanced. But pastors, because of the position that God has called them to, are permitted. Mm-hmm. They are permitted to make judgment calls on sticky situations, mm. on situations where there's no commandment, but this is what I feel by permission that you should do. Okay? He goes on in chapter 6 mm-hmm. and verse 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that has... So God obtained. didn't command me, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to give a judgment. Why? Because I'm your pastor. Yep. No, no teachers have the right to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? But Paul's looking at Corinth saying, I gave birth to you in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You are my spiritual children. Mm-hmm. I have a position in your life. And so as it relates to this, we don't have a commandment concerning virgins. Mm-hmm. But I've got a judgment that I'm going to give you. Yeah. And why am I qualified to give that judgment? As one that hath obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. So in other words, I'm a good shepherd, mm-hmm. and I'm qualified to make the call on this particular subject, mm. even though there's not a particular commandment from the Lord on it. Say, I was just going to say, uh, if you're standing up, jumping and shouting, you can sit down now. They were on the side of the road waving their arms, if you've tooting had an, the horn, if hollering, you've had an, amen. Yeah, if you can yeah. pull out and get back on your way to work now. <laughs> Yeah. You don't hear it talked about much though, right? Pastoring versus teaching or who do right. you listen to or right. who do you go to for help? Dr. Dobson is not your pastor. <laughs> for heaven's sakes, Dr. Phil isn't your pastor. Well, I go to Google if I have any ailments. Oh. Dr. Phil isn't even a doctor, is he? I don't know. We love Holy Ghost Radio. We love Brother Jeff Hoffer. Yes, still waiting to play around at golf with that guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he ain't your pastor, and neither is the guy that preached on there your pastor, unless it's your pastor preaching. <laughs> now, you, you, you would That's think fair. that I'm just batting the air at theories here. No, when you sit down with someone, and you're having a discussion over something that the Lord has not given a clear commandment, and they bring up, supporting evidence for their position that is contrary to the call that you feel God wants you to make in that situation as the pastor. Mm -hmm. And they're quoting someone who's Trinitarian, someone who has no grasp on holiness, someone who, Mm -hmm. just a second, you've literally taken the voice of your shepherd and and degraded it down Mm -hmm. to the level of mainstream Christian teachers. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not a bit of wonder that you'll be hopping over obstacles the rest of your life because you don't have a shepherd. Mm-hmm. There's only one voice in your life that should establish doctrine. And that's your local pulpit and your pastor. So teachers operate solely on the authority of the Word of God. Pastors operate in a capacity by reason of the position they're called to. 
where they apply the principles of the word of God mm-hmm. for varied situations in their life and in the life of their of their church. Mm-hmm. What is that worth to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's really what we're here to talk about is what what what's the worth of a shepherd that could turn you from a slaughterhouse to a green pasture? What is the value of a good shepherd to you that that can move you from being devoured to being fed? Hmm. Quite a difference. Mm. You would think that's a valuable commodity. Yes, sir. You would think that this flock in Zechariah, that God loved enough to speak to a prophet, to have them go, have him go, rescue them from the merchandising shepherds that were overseeing them. Mm -hmm. You would think that that flock would be thrilled that Zechariah was their pastor. Is that too far to reach? No, I think <laughs> saved him from slaughter. <laughs> yep. In one month, verse 8. Zechariah 11, verse 8 in the NIV says, In one month, I got rid of the three shepherds. I got rid of them guys. And man, the flock was ecstatic. <laughs> they were like making cakes, throwing parties, Best shepherd ever. Given, yeah, given out the best shepherd award. <laughs> That's what it says. Yes. You to read it. Yes. So it says the flock detested me. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Can you read that again? I don't think I heard that right. The flock Loved. detested me, <laughs> and I grew weary of them. Okay, because so so we we kind of got this mutual thing going uh, on naturally. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like me, and I don't like you either. Yep. Can you believe mm-hmm. that somewhere in the space of a month or a short period longer, that the flock that had been pastored by a bunch of low-life, foolish shepherds has now been blessed with a good shepherd, mm. and they detest him? I just hate these green pastures. <clears throat> Why is he always wanting to lead me by still water? <laughs> <laughs> How can these things be? We do something else for a change? Yeah. <laughs> I like the old mud pit that I was in. Yeah. A month ago. This Bring me back the guy that used to beat me. This guy's way too positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's way too positive. They detested him. Mm-hmm. They didn't like his rods. Mm-hmm. They didn't like the pastures he was leading them to. They didn't like the still waters. And they resisted Zechariah until he got weary mm-hmm. with their lack of appreciation. And so, what did he say? It's no problem. Yeah, so verse 9 says, I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die. Yeah. And the perishing perish. Yeah. 
Why, why am I going to stay up at night making sure that the sick aren't dying? And Yeah, like what's, what, what? what's the point? Yeah. Okay. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, he knew exactly what would happen if the sheep are left without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Smite. Oh, you know it. Smite. You know it. The shepherd. Yeah. And the sheep will scatter. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Then I took my staff called favor, broke it. Then I took my staff called favor, mm-hmm. and I broke it. Revoking the covenant I had made with uh-huh. all nations. Yep. Yeah. It was revoked on that day, and so the afflicted of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord. Yeah, they also knew it was probably a bad day in paradise. Yeah. And then I broke my second staff called Union, <laughs> just breaking everything, breaking the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. So there's no more favor, no more graciousness, <laughs> oh, man. no more unity, no more protection against the things that otherwise would divide the flock. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that moment... He looks at them and says, okay, our, our relationship's over. You don't want me to be your shepherd? I'm not going to be your shepherd. See, broken staves. Let's yeah, go Let's go done. our own ways. We're done, yeah. Can you tell me what I was worth to you? Just go ahead and pay me what I was worth. Mm. Now we're to the value. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Zechariah 11, verse 12. Yep. It says, I told them, if you think it best, give me my pay. But if not, keep it. He was even okay with going in, even if you don't want to pay me. Don't. Just don't pay me. I mean, <laughs> okay. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. Older. How much? 30 pieces of silver. 30. Hmm. Sila. Sound familiar to anyone? Is that ringing any, any bells with anybody? Mm-hmm. A good shepherd was worth 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. Oh boy, there's another clanging bell. Yep. For the handsome price. At which they priced me. (laughs) That is sarcasm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. That is sarcasm at its, at its, at its peak. Sure is. Yeah. He was not impressed with the price. Yeah. See the exclamation point. Right. (laughs) So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord to the potter. To the potter. Also sounds familiar. Okay. Now, if you look at Exodus 21 and 32, Mm -hmm. it tells us about what 30 30 shekels of silver was worth. Mm -hmm. If a bull gores a male or female slave, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver to the master of the slave, and the bull must be stoned. So 30 pieces of silver, according to the metrics of Exodus, was approximately the value of a gourd slave. Oh, man. Youch. And this was the value that the flock mm-hmm. put exactly. on their shepherd. Yeah, good shepherd. A good shepherd. One that had redirected them from the slaughterhouse. One that had fed them, favored them, and united them. In one month. In one month. It's not the whole, man, this pastor's been here forever. He's doing a terrible job. <laughs> no, it's he came in one month and... Turned it around. Yeah. They clearly were sick of winning. <laughs> oh. 
Are you saying this was Pastor Trump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. I didn't say that. I just said they were sick of winning. No, because we've heard that uh, I could vote for him because he's not voting for my pastor. So, yeah. Let's not get into politics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Zachariah is not a gourd slave, he's a good right. shepherd. Right. Yeah, like, clearly. gourd slave on one side, good shepherd on the other. Clearly. We should not be going, yeah, six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Clearly. Clearly. Okay. The uh, our, our audience knows their book. They love, mm-hmm. if we can borrow from our great friends in at the, at the Biblos Network, they are bibliophiles. They love the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So they know when they hear 30 pieces of silver, Mm-hmm. that this rings of a betrayer That's right. in the New Testament by the name of Judas, who is betraying the ultimate good shepherd. That's right, yeah. I want to tell you, save your breath. You may be able to come up with, with some things about your pastor that go, yeah, but this is justifiable. My response is justifiable because he done this. Da, da, da. And there's people in my church that can, can highlight the shortcomings of me as their shepherd to justify why why I'm worth approximately the value of a gourd slave. When it comes to Jesus, Mm -hmm. he's in a league all of his own. Mm -hmm. He didn't make any mistakes. But you got to watch that spirit that gets a hold of you Mm -hmm. that wants to pull down the value in your eyes of a good shepherd. That's right. Yeah. And Judas took 30 pieces of silver to betray the good shepherd who was there to lead them. Mm -hmm. Every one of us without the redemptive process of Calvary and the ultimate, he wasn't just the good shepherd, he was the lamb. That's right. Okay? He was our propitiation. Mm -hmm. We were all destined for the slaughterhouse if it wasn't for him. And when they asked Judas what that was worth. Just said, so happened, yeah. Uh, 30 pieces, I'd say. If I had 30 pieces of silver, I'd call that square. Man. When it finally dawned on Judas how he had so devalued the good shepherd. When it finally dawned on him. Mm-hmm. He runs back in to the temple and throws through the money, the yep. 30 pieces of silver in the temple at the feet of the priest. Mm-hmm. And they said, ah, no, 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 no. We can't put that in the treasury. That's blood money. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? In Matthew 27 and 7, they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Mm. So we're wrapping up. And we've talked about an awkward Topic for a shepherd to talk about. Man, it's not been awkward at all. It's good stuff. But if there's anything that I would 
encourage our listeners to do mm -hmm. is ask yourself the hard-hitting question. What, what's my pastor worth to me? Mm -hmm. This isn't about you dropping $10,000 off at your pastor's mailbox. Mm -hmm. Although if you want to, he probably would appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, this isn't about taking up an offering for him. This is not Pastor's about. Appreciation Sunday. Yeah. Every hey, Sunday. we should have waited to do this in October. What were we thunking? Pastor Appreciation Month. Part two. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Let's just, just put this in the can until October. Let's we'll replay edit, it. Let's edit out all the moose hunting yeah, junk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand how quick a pastor has to jump from topic to topic? He's got to leave offering financial advice mm -hmm. to, on the heels of that giving marital advice, on the heels of that dealing with attorneys to praying for the sick, mm -hmm. to, okay, I'm a pastor. It's the greatest calling in the, in, in the world. I'm not saying this for, for uh, sympathy. I'm just telling you that the role of a pastor is a very detailed 24-7 mm -hmm. around-the-clock position. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you never know what it is worth to your pastor, for you to express his worth to you. For sure. Hmm. Just, just a simple text message saying, hey, I want you to know mm -hmm. that I don't think there's anybody in the world that can preach better than you. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy the, the special preachers that you bring in, but man, there's nothing like my shepherd just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. getting in the pulpit week after week, service after service, and saving me and my family. Thank you. Just just be that just be that that sheep that when someone else is saying, Well, I think you'd be worth about the price of a slave. Yeah. <laughs> a gourd slave. A gourd a wounded slave. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be that guy that goes, hey, we couldn't, we couldn't be blessed with any better. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you, for me, for me, I can be intimidated when I compare mm -hmm. preaching with other, some of the great preachers in our, in our Pentecostal movement. I want to tell you, there's nobody that can pastor my church better than me because God called me here. And so you may be pastoring a handful of people. Mm-hmm in a little storefront, but you need to listen to me. You are worth more to those people than I am to those people mm -hmm. or the preacher that is preaching the largest meetings and riding the biggest circuit. Your voice is worth more to them than the voice of anybody else that preaches the gospel. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that are listening as saints, you need to finish this episode out and we're almost done. And you need to grab your phone and you need to tell your pastor you're praying for him. Mm -hmm. Shoot him a text message and say, I think you're the best. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. God's blessed us. We're not looking for direction from any other voice. Mm -hmm. And express to him 
this is really what I think the value of a good shepherd is. Tag him in this post. Let him hear this episode. Let him know. You're the best.